Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. The last thing you need when planning your financial future is to have the same kind of confusion and complications. You don't need more questions. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, your local investor coach in Jackson and the surrounding areas. Each week, you'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make. We'll also educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. It's time for The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Greetings and welcome to the show. This is The Financial Answer. Mark Kellyan here alongside your investor coach, here in West Tennessee. And that, of course, is Nathan O'Brien, the founder of O'Brien and Associates. Welcome, Nathan. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great today. I'm super excited about the weather. I hate to talk about the weather, but I'm super excited about the weather because it's been so nice around here this week. It's just, this is my favorite time of year for now, sure. Uh, so let's get some clarity because Mother Nature's been weird. Now, do you mean the fact that maybe fall is here? or Yes, the- <laughs> fall, definitely. Or the fact that summer never dies. <laughs> we had, we had, uh, we had some high 80s just even recently. Yeah. And this week is just, you know, turned off to be great. And so 60 degree days and the leaves are changing here in you know in west tennessee and everything's looking perfect so i, I, I love gotcha. this time of year yeah i'm with you and I, i'm the same way and it's just kind of like at some point you're like please you know summer's great <laughs> and all but at some point right. you're like really it's almost november what is going on with it I being know, 78 just, degrees and whatnot so it yeah. just uh, hopefully we'll have a at least a month of you know good temperatures before it drops off really cold so Maybe. Maybe. Keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. So you you might get two weeks of fall. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, we got a good show lined up for folks today, so make sure you stay tuned to the program. We're going to talk about finding the silver lining right off the bat, and Nathan just did. (laughs) So he found the silver lining in the fact that fall is finally here, and maybe summer is finally gone. It's just been such a... I know it's Indian summer, right? They call it the Indian summer or whatever, where you get it all through October, but... It was like some point, just come on now. Let's get a couple, get some fall temperatures. Want to have some cider? Want to have some cocoa? <laughs> That's right. Want to sit out and you yeah. know, get a little fire pit going. <laughs> some soup. Like I've been craving soup. <laughs> and want, who eats soup when it's eighty? Right. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break and go to lunch. That's right. All right. Well, let's dive into the program. We'll stop talking about food. If you'd like to uh, reach out to Nathan and talk with him about soup or cocoa or whatever the case is, you can certainly do so by calling eight five five fifty one Coach. However, better use of your time. Time might be to talk to him about investing and about your financial situation, your retirement plan. And that again is 855-51-COACH. Nathan has more than 15 years experience in the industry. He is a registered investment advisor and a great resource here in Jackson and Huntington. So go ahead and reach out to him, 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. You can also stop by the website, investorcoach.net investorcoach.net. Maybe if you're heading back from church or wherever you're at, listening to the game, the college games that are on, whatever the case is, you can also stop by the office at uh, 1030 Greystone Square in Jackson, right off of North Highland. That's uh, the new office there. Of course, you might want to call first because you might not be there, (laughs) especially on the weekend, but you certainly (laughs) want to go ahead and call and get yourself an appointment on the calendar. No cost, no obligation. All right, so silver linings. Let's talk a little bit about it. So explain maybe, Nathan, why we can try to find some, hopefully, some silver linings and some possibly negative situations that may occur as we're moving into our, you know, golden years, whether it's, uh, you know, something like your company maybe is forcing you into early retirement. I know that that's been happening 
throughout the country yeah, and places. Yeah. We'll talk about pensions being gone as well, but it seems as though a lot more companies are saying, you know what, we're going to have to put you into retirement sooner than we planned. And that's certainly depressing and worrisome. It is. And, and it can be a, definitely a stressful time. And, you know, one thing that my clients always tell me is they, they tell me I'm an eternal optimist. I'm always <laughs> well, you are. at the yeah. best for everything. <laughs> and and I, I love that about what I do. And that really helps me look at some great alternatives for people. But, you know, in this situation, when your company is forcing you into an early retirement, there could be a lot of great possibilities from this. I mean, one of the first things that pops in my mind is just the, the severance, the buyout package that yeah. they offer you may be phenomenal, you know, so you may you may uh, work out a great deal that way. And, and I've been seeing quite a few of those over the past few years that, you know, I'm just like, wow, this is great. Why would you not take that? And, you know, just the opportunity also to find another job maybe that has a lot less stress, you know, usually a lot of times when people are getting close to retirement, they are in a maybe a management or higher up position or they, you know, have a lot of stress in that situation. And so that's one thing that I hear a lot of times is just trying to find something that, you know, they don't want to quit working completely, but get into something that is a lot less stressful and just a little more relaxed and laid back. And, and so those are a couple of good things. And then, you know, one of the great things that you may be able to do if you're forced into an early retirement is get to spend a little more time with family and friends and do things that you've always wanted to do. True. You know, realistically, you may actually be ready for retirement. You may have, you know, have everything set up and good to go. You just didn't know it. <laughs> you know? Right. So, right. So there can be uh, there can be a lot of positive to this that can really have a, a positive outcome. And so just making sure I think, you know, the ultimate thing that people need to do in this situation is just sit down with your advisor and make sure that things are on track, things are in line. And, and that really opens up a lot of flexibility and, and possibilities for you in this situation. Well, you know, investments are such a large portion of what you do in an education and everything. So in this situation, you wind up really needing to rely on those more, especially if you're right. forced into an early yeah, retirement. Or even maybe if you found out that your life insurance premiums are going up, that's another thing we're going to talk about here. Mm -hmm. But it really becomes more imperative that the money that you save, the things that you've accrued, all that kind of stuff, your investments overall is really becoming much, much more important uh, to the average American as we get into retirement than it ever has been. And, and of course, everyone knows that, but it That's becomes right. more important yeah. to really talk about it with your advisor, right? It does. And and it's so crucial to make sure that your advisor is doing the right things and investing the right way. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on, maybe in the show. But there's so many things that I see that people are doing incorrectly. And, and since companies aren't relying on or don't offer pensions as much as they used to, then people are relying on those 401ks and those you know, IRAs and work savings plans, all those different types of things, just to make sure that they have a comfortable retirement, which is good. It's more flexible, but you have to do things right. There's more of a burden on the actual client and the investor instead of the company like it used to be, you know, with them providing the pension. And you mentioned life insurance, you know, life insurance premiums going up. There's That is something that happens all the time to people. Yeah. And so as they get older, especially a lot of times, you know, these old universal life policies, the ones that have the flexible premium, well, you've been paying a flat premium all these years, but the actual insurance cost has been going up. So, you know, now they send you a bill and you owe $2,000 more this year to keep the policy in force. There's just a lot of things that can happen there. And, and really that was because it was illustrated to you wrong, but you know, that's another story. But the, the silver lining here is number one, 
you may not actually need it anymore. True. You know, a true. lot of times people, when they get to, you know, later stages in life, 55, 60 years old, they don't have any debt. They've pretty much got everything paid off. They've got a good amount in savings in their retirement plan. You know, their kids are on their own. Everything's, you know, they're all doing okay with that. So there's no reason to continue to pay a life insurance company in that situation. You're just making them wealthier. There's no reason for that. Take that money, put it aside for yourself down the road. Also, make sure that you review your policies. You know, the silver lining can be here. Just simply sit down with someone that's not trying to to sell you something and that can give you some good advice on some different things with that insurance policy. You may be able to take the cash value and buy something, buy a better policy if you need that insurance for some reason. So lots of positive things can come from that insurance premium going up. It's just you need to sit down with someone that knows a lot about life insurance and make sure that that they're doing the right thing for you and that you're getting the most bang for your buck. Because Again, another thing that people don't understand a lot of times, Mark, is that life insurance gets cheaper. It's getting cheaper every year for the cost per thousand. Right. So a 50-year-old today, if you bought a policy when you were 40, you may be able to get another quote. If you don't have any major health problems or anything, you may be able to get a quote again for the same policy with a different company and actually pay less than what you paid 10 years ago because people are living longer. The cost per thousand is less. And so uh, that's something to check out as well. Lots of good possibilities can come from that premium going up there. So certainly just make sure that you check with a financial professional before you take any action. Don't just run out and cancel your life insurance or whatever the case is. You know, Make sure that you talk with your advisor so that it's the, the right strategy for you. And the same thing with the insurance, the caveat being that uh, it can get cheaper sometimes. But as Nathan said, if you don't have any major health issues, that could you know certainly put a wrinkle in there. So just make sure that you do the diligence before you do take any action. You're listening to The Financial Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. 855-51-COACH is the number to call. 855-51-COACH. Well, we're talking about silver linings, hopefully, in some uh, fairly negative situations. Maybe the company's forced you into an early retirement. You're stressed out because life insurance premiums are going up. And we'll do one more here, Nathan, before okay. we uh, take out to break. And we'll go back to the, uh, the company issue. With pensions going away more and more and more, and there's definitely fewer and fewer, it seems like every year in this country, the lump mm-hmm. sum buy out, you know, happens a lot more often. And so that's a big part of your investment for your financial, for your retirement, so on and so forth. So really, what can we think about with the silver lining for the lump sum and how we can maybe handle that? Yeah. You know, the the big thing that I think people should look at here is you can use that lump sum buyout to, as I said earlier, to create your own type of pension, basically. Yeah. Okay. And invest that money correctly and provide that monthly income for you and you know, that's also going to give you more liquid assets, which means a lot more flexibility. You can do a lot of that is so crucial at this stage in people's life. You need to make sure that you keep enough liquid assets. People typically have, you know, fixed income coming in from Social Security and and maybe from a pension or other things. But it's so important because life happens, you know, different (laughs) things happen to us. And so we've got to have that flexibility there to be able to handle those things through our finances. And so make sure that you do that. That's, you know, one of the things that a lump sum buyout can do for you as well. It also may allow you to retire earlier, you know, in this situation. So if you had the pension, most of the time pensions are not going to let you start drawing them until 65. Okay. Well, if they give you a lump sum buyout or allow you to 
take that lump sum and, and put it over into an IRA or something like that, that you can access that money as early as 59 and a half. So you may be able to retire earlier. Lots of positive things can come from this. And I know it can be a scary time, you know, to possibly be losing that job and doing away with the pension or, or whatever, but making sure that you make some smart decisions, some wise decisions with what you do with that. And don't just go out here and buy that vacation home or buy that boat or whatever. So, you know, be sure that that you make some good decisions there. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. The key here is having a conversation with your financial advisor about what's going to be the right situation, the right option for you, depending on you know where you find yourself with your investments and with retirement. And if you'd like to talk with Nathan O'Brien, we're going to make it convenient and easy for you to do so. It's 855-51-COACH. That's the number to call, 855-51-COACH or 855-512-6224 to speak with Nathan. If you'd like to get started maybe dip your toe in the water and you can reach out and request the retirement rescue toolkit and it's uh, super easy to do just text the word retire to triple five triple eight that's the word retire to five 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 eight 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 and you can request your toolkit it's completely complimentary you can also go to the website investorcoach.net and request one there on the website as well and you can also check him out on facebook at o'brien and associates as well on the old Facebook. So you're listening to The Financial Answer. We'll be back with more here just in a minute with Nathan O'Brien from O'Brien and Associates. We'll be right back. At O'Brien and Associates, we encourage your questions. Questions about 401ks, questions about Social Security, questions about long-term care, taxes, estate planning, income planning, and anything else you might think of along the way. Come in for a visit with our team and get answers to your questions. Call 855 855- 51 Coach. That's 855-512-6224. Did you know that your host, Nathan O'Brien, promises to put your interests first as a client? He wants to help you answer some of your toughest financial questions. Now, Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. (laughs) Let's get back to the show. You're back here with us on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, the founder of O'Brien. And Associates 855-51-COACH is the number to call. If you'd like to talk with Nathan about your situation, you can also go to the website, investorcoach.net. That's investorcoach.net. Nathan, let's talk a little bit about Social Security and uh, the misunderstandings that I think get wrapped up oh, inside. <laughs> now, so we're going to talk the next 10 weeks on this? Yeah, I'll say, right? yeah. it's only an hour show, so pace yourself. <laughs> wow, um, yes. Yeah. There are a lot of misunderstandings. There are. There are. So I tried to yeah. grab a few biggies that uh, yeah, typically good. are in the headlines. Okay. So we'll see if we can talk about a few of these and, and maybe yeah, just give us some, some info on why these things aren't maybe exactly true and why people tend to, you know, kind of believe it. And I understand with our media today, they hammer us about everything and it gets harder and harder to tell what's what, but (laughs) let's try to put our thinking caps on and, uh, and see if we can put out some education on this a little bit. Social security is going broke. (laughs) <laughs> that's the biggest one that I found when I went looking for yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, I'm sure the top headline. Uh, and so many people are talking about that. And, you know, that's one thing that is on everybody's mind. And it kind Underst- of is. Understandably. Yeah, understandably, that's right. right. It's, it's people rely on that. That's a big part. We've, we pay into that through our whole life. And we want to make sure that we get that back, you know, yeah. and get some, oh, yeah. get at least all that money back that we put in, plus some interest, hopefully. And so... You know, yes, Social Security is running out of money, okay? It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. According to 
The GAO report, the Government Accountability Office, they do reports ever so often, and you can find out all kinds of information about all the different trust funds that the government has and all that. So anyway, when you look at that number, the trust fund runs out of money, according to their most recent report, in 2034. Okay, so what that means is not that Social Security stops in 2034. It means that the trust fund is out of money in 2034. So right now there's about $3 trillion sitting in that trust fund. Okay. Now they pay the Social Security benefits. The government pays Social Security benefits based on what we pay in every week. Okay. Out of our paychecks and also based on the interest and some principal that the trust fund has sitting there. Okay. So that's going to last. The trust fund will last until 2000. 34. Another right? 17 and, years, roughly. Yeah, so there's there's some time there, okay? And then also, in 2034, it's not broke, okay? Right. We're still paying in to the program. And so about 80% of our benefit that we look at on that paper or when we log into socialsecurity.gov, if we look at those different things and, and look at what our estimates are, the government at that point will be able to pay at least 80% of that benefit from tax revenue, okay? Right. So it's not going away completely, but what's going to happen is probably a reduction in benefits, you know, or they're going to wait until, you know, they're going to make it where you can't start drawing at 62. You have to wait until 65, you right, know, so right. something like that. But if they just made that small change, that's going to make it solvent for like a hundred years from that point. So, you know, there's some little changes that are going to have to happen to it. You know, I think everybody kind of needs to get ready for that, but I'm so, I don't know. I get frustrated, I guess, with people just saying that, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my social security benefit. It's going to go away. It's not going to go away. Right. And and depending on your age, it's even less. If you're drawing social security now, yes, it's it's not going to go away. They're going to make tax changes or make some kind of benefit change or whatever to make it where you get what you've been getting or you're accustomed to. And now for people that are my age, maybe people 50 or under, you know, they're going to have some changes, I would say. And maybe you're not going to get exactly what's on the the sheet uh, that you get for, you know, showing you your benefit. Right. But there's definitely going to be some changes. But it's going broke, but it's not as bad as people think. You know, it's not going away. And I think that's what people think when they think that it's going broke. I'm not going to get my check anymore. Yeah. So don't panic with that. Yeah, I was, <laughs> definitely don't panic. I agree with you. It's one of those things where changes will be made. I think if you're already retired or even a pre-retiree, probably even 55 and up, you're probably fine. Because we're talking right. 17 years, right. for example, it's fine. So if you're 17 yeah. years away from retirement, okay, maybe there could be some changes. But right. so a lot of it is, you know, relaxing a little bit, not just buying into every doom and gloom and headline that it's comes. It's so up. important. Yeah, this just stresses even more yes. for people that are 60 or under to invest. Yes, you've got to set aside for your retirement to supplement this because it's not going to be enough. It's probably not going to be quite as much as you were expecting it to be, and so supplement that retirement with your savings with your investments and you know use somebody that's qualified to help you with that and and don't just rely on that social security paycheck it's it's not going to be as big probably right and that's a lot of what we do here on the program is we try to talk about things to think about to make sure that we are you know taking matters into our own hands if you will and making sure that we use our investments and our savings to plan for 
our retirement. And of course, Nathan can help you, 855-51-COACH. But we're talking about Social Security misunderstandings. Obviously, that was the big headline that you come across a lot is that it's going broke. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's one of those situations, again, Nathan, where I think that people just need to, because we all know, look, it was never intended to do what it's doing in today's right. day and age. And with the baby boomers and the, what is it, something crazy like 7,000 or 9,000 retiring per day. It's over 10,000. 10,000, 10, okay. a day, yeah, turning 65. So. so there's just a lot of strain and a lot of stress on that. And that's why adjustments will be made. And I still say, and I won't go too political, but I still say that I can't see any politician, no matter who they are, <laughs> no. standing up in front of the country and saying, well, sorry. We're going to eliminate your Social Security. <laughs> yeah, you're out of luck, yeah. right. So no, I just don't be, see that happening. Know, 10 million people yeah. <laughs> put a hit list out. For exactly. Them. Yeah. Just a little too much. I mean, there's just, there's too, it's too big to fail kind it of is. thing, right? It it's is. One of those yeah. Things. It's too big. And, and also, you know, you, it's going to be tough on the congressman or whatever. Whoever, that you actually, right. Yeah. Whoever yeah. ends up making the changes because there is going to have to be a reduction in benefits more than likely unless they raise taxes and nobody likes that either. So, yeah, no. you know, I mean, <laughs> no, so it's a lose-lose there. It certainly is. Well, okay. For them. Yeah. For well, them. you mentioned taxes, so let's jump around a little bit here on okay. our topic. So the okay. taxes on Social Security benefits, I think there's misunderstandings around that. Some people, we've even gotten yeah. emails before into the program that, right. uh, why did I have to pay taxes on this, right? And yeah, it's like, that's uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people say that to me and, you know, they say, well, once I get a certain age, I don't have to pay taxes anymore or something. And that's, yeah, that's not right. I don't, there's a lot of bad information floating around out there as as we all know. So yes, income, your social security benefits can be taxable. Okay. It's not a guarantee, but if your income is over, let's say you're married. Okay. If your income's over 32,000, all right, then, then you're going to have taxes on that of, 50%. Fifty percent. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah, so right, right. if your income is thirty-two thousand to forty-four thousand, even um, it's going to be fifty percent. If it's over forty-four thousand, it's not a tax of eighty-five percent. It's eighty-five percent of the Social Security income is taxable. Taxable, okay? right? At the current tax rate that you're at. Right. right. So if you're so, in a twenty percent bracket for easy yeah, math, right? That's right. That's right. It's it's easy to look at it that way. So, and the way they calculate that, and that's again, that's if you're married, filing jointly. But the way they calculate that is they add your pensions, your interest, dividends, W two earnings, anything that you have for income. Okay, plus one half of your Social Security income. If that number is more than thirty two thousand, then fifty percent of your Social Security is taxable. If it's more than 44000 then 85% is taxable. Right. Okay. Gotcha. If you're single, those numbers are 25000 is at 50%, and then 34000 is at 85%. So, yes, your Social Security income more than likely will be taxable during your retirement if you have pretty much any other source of income. And, you know, a big mistake I see people make, Mark, a lot of times is people try to reduce their taxable income in retirement, and they'll buy – high dividend paying stocks or they'll buy, you know, municipal bonds and municipal bonds. They think, well, it's tax free income. It's not tax free. It can actually cause your Social Security income to be taxed. And so a lot of people don't know that. That's just something a little tidbit of information I throw out there. (laughs) No, and it's a good point because we don't 
often get the straight skinny and it's we need to make sure that we understand the rules because if we don't then it does catch us off guard and as we've mentioned we've seen people you know email into the show and ask us that question and also the same misconception is well i talked to the social security administration you know and blah 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 (laughs) look they are not there to help you you know figure (laughs) out the best strategy as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure they're actually prohibited from even doing that and that's yeah they're basically just order takers i don't know if they're prohibited from it or not but i do know that most situations and and what i've had clients come back and tell me through the years is they're not recommending do this or that right okay you go in they'll tell you what you can get based on your situation but they're not going to say you know, it'd probably be better if you wait a couple of years, wait till your full retirement age or wait till you're 70 or let your spouse wait until they're 70. You guys will get a lot more money that way if you do that. They're not going to make recommendations like that because that does kind of put them, I guess, in a liability situation that the government doesn't want them to be in. Right, exactly. And so, yeah, and so that's better left to a financial advisor that you know can that deals with this on a regular basis that can help you. Of course, we do that all the time. We have a social security maximization program that helps people choose the exact right time to be able to draw the the largest amount over their lifetime of social security income. So, I can give you advice like that, and so. Make sure that you're not relying on the Social Security Administration, the local workers, to do that for you. They're great. They're almost always super friendly, super helpful. You know, the lines can be long. but <laughs> It's, like, it's, it's that, like the DMV, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. So they're going to tell you what you can do today, but maybe not give you the, hey, this is the best overall for you guys, because they don't know your full situation. Well, you kind of touched on it, so we'll, we'll just kind of wrap this segment up here. But okay. whether you okay. think that you're, you know, need to start it as early as possible because you're a doom and gloom and thinking that, like, as, as the first part said, it's going broke, and so you want to start at ASAP so you can get what you can get, or you want to delay it because you think that's going to help you get more money in your retirement, which it does if you do delay it. But the point being is that all of these misunderstandings can be easily rectified by working with an advisor who can make your Social Security benefits part of your entire retirement package, the entire plan, because, uh, you know, it's, it's a bigger piece than I think it was ever intended to be for most of us. But at the same time, if you do go about it the right way, working with an advisor, you can make sure to your point that you do maximize it for the optimal time for you. And sitting down with an advisor helps you find that out. Is it 62? Is it 65? Is it 67? You know, this claiming strategy, because what is it like 10,000 claiming strategies or something? (laughs) There's a lot of different, yeah, a lot of different possibilities you can use. So, yeah. So So. certainly I think the, the idea being here is get some clarity on some of these misunderstandings. And that's what we do here on the financial answer. We try to provide some uh, topics of conversation and hopefully some insights and questions to think and challenge yourself on to ask these questions. And if you'd like to ask Nathan some questions about your specific situation, you can do a couple of things. You can check him out online at investorcoach.net. You can go to his Facebook page, O'Brien and Associates, or you can give him a call at 855-51-COACH. Get yourself on the calendar, come in, sit down, have a conversation, and just talk about whatever it is that you need to talk about. If it's Social Security, if it's taxes, if it's life insurance, premiums going up, or forced retirement, things that we've covered so far today on the show. All of that you can have a chat with. You just have to come in and do so. 
855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH to talk with Nathan O'Brien. We'll be back with more of The Financial Answer after this. Nathan O'Brien is the founder of O'Brien & Associates. He's a registered investment advisor and your local investor coach in West Tennessee. He has offices in Huntington and Jackson. Set a time to meet for a review of your financial plan or to RSVP for upcoming events in the area. Call now, 855-51-COACH. That's 855-512-6224. That number again, 855-51-COACH. You're listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Now back to the show. You're back here with us on The Financial Answer. Mark Killian and Nathan O'Brien here on the airwaves with you today. Nathan is a registered investment advisor with more than 15 years experience in the industry, and I am not. I'm the radio host, but uh, <laughs> I, t- I toss the questions and, and talk with Nathan, and so hopefully you enjoy your time here with us on the program. We certainly appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out to Nathan here in Jackson and or Huntington, you can give him a jingle at 855-51-COACH. That is 855-51-COACH. Nathan, today we've covered uh, finding the silver lining in some negative situations. We've talked some about Social Security misunderstandings, and obviously there's a lot with those. As you were joking, we could probably do 10 right. weeks worth of <laughs> Right, and <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there are a few things I'd like to talk about still with Oh, that. no, it's if fine. Yeah, go ahead. Time. Yeah, yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. So one thing that I see a lot of people do in a, a big misunderstanding also is that, you know, taking Social Security as early as possible is best. And, you know, Mark, I think people people do this because, again, it kind of goes back to the first thing we talked about. They think the program's right. going broke. Which we so, mentioned, yep. Yeah, so they want to make sure they get everything they can out of that. But, you know, if you're still working, it can really mess up your benefits and how much you actually receive over time. It can mess up how much you receive over your lifetime if you take it too early because, you know, it does increase every year. But if you're still working and you earn more than it's almost seventeen thousand dollars right at seventeen thousand, you Ooh. have to give back one dollar for every two dollars you make over that amount. Wow. So if you're making $40,000 a year, you could end up giving back a huge portion of your Social Security income. And that that rule applies anytime from 62 up until the year before you reach full retirement age. Okay, so any amount of income you make over $17,000, you are going to end up giving a big portion of that Social Security back. They take it back from you the next year. And if you earn more than $45,000, approximately 45000 in the year you reach full retirement age, then you have to give back $1 for every $3 you make over that amount. Okay, so that's different from the tax. A lot of times right. people get that right. confused with the tax thing. And so this is something that if you're still working in almost every situation, it's better to wait and draw that Social Security in the year that you reach full retirement age. Because at that point, once you reach full retirement age, you can make $100,000 a month and still draw your Social Security income and not give any of it back. Now, you will be taxed on it, but you're not going to give it back. And so if you're still working, wait on that because you're going to end up giving it back in most situations anyway. Now, that's not the blanket answer for everybody. So talk to your advisor about that. But exactly. in most situations, definitely wait on that. And, and also, 
delaying Social Security as long as possible. This is kind of the opposite of that, of what we just talked about. And in most cases, that's not the best option either. You know, if you delay until 70, which is no reason to delay it any longer than that, but it does grow at an 8% rate a year from full retirement age up until 70. If you don't draw it until age 70, you're going to be 80 or 82 before you actually break even on what you would have been drawing if you started at full retirement age. And so it typically takes about 10 to 12 years for you to make up that difference there. So one thing that I tell people is, yes, the numbers work out better if you do wait, but you're not promised to live to 80. You know, life expectancies (laughs) aren't guaranteed. (laughs) Not not to be negative, but it's true. That's right. right. No, that's right. I mean, we have to be realistic on these things. So, you know, if somebody's in excellent health and don't have any health problems and, you know, it's a lot of times I'll recommend that. But people at 65, 70 years old have some stuff wrong. I mean, it's just part of it. <laughs> You've been talking <laughs> so, to my doctor, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, so some great things here with uh, misunderstandings. I'm glad we talked about this, Mark. That was a great, great topic. And hopefully I cleared some of that up for you that are listening. Yeah, absolutely. We had to get to break for on that last section, but it is a good point because there's so many things that go into social security and it's become such a bigger part of our financial and our retirement plan, again, then maybe it was ever intended to be, but either way, you want to make sure you're doing the best thing for you and your situation. As Nathan mentioned, it's not a blanket statement for everyone. Please make sure you talk with your advisor before you take any action, but have that conversation and talk about that strategy so that you are optimizing it as best you can. And of course, if you'd like to talk with Nathan about how to do that, 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH. Actually, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break and we'll be back with some more here on The Financial Answer after this with Nathan O'Brien, 855-51-COACH. Did you know that Nathan O'Brien has a fiduciary responsibility to you as his client? That means he always has to look out for your best interest. When you meet with Nathan and his team at O'Brien and Associates, they promise to act honestly and build you a financial plan that's custom-tailored to your situation. Schedule a complimentary review of your situation today by calling 855-51-COACH. That's 855-512-6224. Again, 855-51-COACH. Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, extra, extra, as the little bumper said, it's uh, in the news time here on the program. Nathan, you know, in the news recently is the big Amazon second headquarters, right? Mm, Yes, all over the place. Hundreds, I don't know if you've seen this, but hundreds of cities, (laughs) like over 200, have submitted bids. Uh, I mean, they're just fawning all over themselves. It's not like Amazon pays well or anything. (laughs) But apparently the the towns would like to have that uh, headquarters. And I I don't know if you've seen the drawings or anything, but they're they're gorgeous. So anyway, (laughs) so the point here in the news is if you're trying to recruit them, you know, one of these 200 plus cities, to bring their second headquarters to our community, to your community. Oh yeah, Jackson. What would yeah. you? Yeah, what would you say or do? <laughs> Jackson is a is a great area for that. Number one, we have a great location for that. Out, uh, let's see, west of town here, going toward Memphis, we've got a great area that's set aside for that type of thing already. Costs are lower in this area. Utilities, transportation, living expenses are lower in this area. 
you wouldn't have to pay as much here as you would in Dallas, Texas. To well, that's for sure. And for employees and all as well. And so our taxes are, are lower in this area. Our property taxes are lower. Tennessee has no state income tax, which is phenomenal and perfect. We have a great balanced budget here in Tennessee as well. So lots of uh, tax reductions there that Amazon is probably not used to. Um, I think maybe you should also, have submitted this. I'm not sure why know, you didn't. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I mean, we've got I-40 running right through the middle of Jackson. We've got Memphis and Nashville on each side of us. It's just major hub right here. And we also have the best workers. Absolutely. There you, <laughs> so, you know, and it's actually a really pretty good pitch because you're, you're, not, you're, yeah. you're kind of central here between, uh, you know, Memphis and Nashville, like you said. And <laughs> That's right. Hmm, that's actually that's right, a pretty so. maybe. Okay, I'm going to take this recording. <laughs> and we take this show we here. Send that to Amazon, and we'll send and, this and to and Amazon. Yeah, but that's yeah, a good I'm sure point. The, uh, the chamber would give me a little kickback on that if they come here. So. You get you get free donuts for life. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's well, right. that's a good no, point. That but. would be great to have that here. That would be perfect. And I think that's a lot of what we try to communicate here. Is that you know we're just as we're talking about the worlds of finance and retirement. There's certainly a lot of good things. We'll kind of bring that back to our silver lining topic from earlier. You never know. You have to just look for the silver lining because they usually exist. So that's our in the news here for this week. The Amazon second headquarters is a big thing all over the airwaves right now. So we'll be back with more programming after this on The Financial Answer. Hey, everybody. Mark Killian here, the host of The Financial Answer, reminding you not to forget, reach out for your retirement rescue toolkit from Nathan O'Brien by texting the word retire to 555-888. That's the word retire to 555-888 on your smartphone. Don't forget for your complimentary retirement rescue toolkit, text retire to 555-888 or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer. Can't get those burning financial questions out of your head? Better keep listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Well, you're back here with us on The Financial Answer. Mark Kellyan alongside your investor coach here in West Tennessee, Mr. Nathan O'Brien, the founder of O'Brien & Associates. And Nathan's got more than 15 years of experience in the industry. He is a registered investment advisor. Easy and convenient to reach him as well. Office in Jackson and Huntington. 855-51-COACH is your number to call. 855-51-COACH to talk with Nathan. And Nathan, let's talk a little bit about advisor characteristics. You kind of touched yeah. on this in the first uh, section of the show okay? and said we'd come back around. So here we are. We've come back around. Yeah, right. There's some different characteristics to an advisor that are important to us as potential clients. And of course, these are also you know, human characteristics as well. But let's talk about a few of these and how we can maybe identify things that work for us. I'm going to move around a little bit from our list here. So bear, okay. follow along yeah. with me. But oh, that'd be great. I think the first place to start is going to be for me. And I think most people is likability. Yeah. Like when you first meet somebody, but here's the question. Okay. It's not so much just, I think that makes sense to everybody. Well, of course I want to like them, but how in the world do you assess whether or not you like someone? Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's about comfort. You okay. know, it's, right. it's gotta be about that. I feel like. And so are you comfortable? Are you able to have a comfortable conversation with the advisor? Can you, can you communicate well with him or her? Can they communicate well with you? Is it, is it a relaxing situation, relaxing environment when you're talking with them? Do you understand what they're trying to say? You know, just all of these things together combined 
to make him a likable person, you know, and to make that, that advisor a likable person. So that's something that people just, I think, need to look for because there are so many advisors out there. You know, there's 10 on every corner, it seems like. So <laughs> It's like Walgreens um, and CBS. Yeah, that's right. So just, you know, find somebody that fits your situation, that fits what you're trying to do and that you're comfortable with and you communicate well with. And the, the communication is crucial. That's a, that's a big part. You shouldn't be... I guess fearful to talk to your advisor about different things and 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 also understanding right in that right, communication yeah. they can't talk over That's your right. head. That's right. They have to bring it on a level that just the average person can understand. Not trying to say that people are ignorant with this. I just think that. But you it's know, not what we in the do in industry, every day, right. right? In the industry, we tend to use big words, you know, that the normal investor does not understand, and so it's something that's important. I think that. I come across to my client as, hey, this is how we'll do things. Let me explain to you this, you know, how this works very easily here. So, gotcha. uh, and don't feel like you're guilted to work with them either. A lot of times people go to these dinner seminars and things and they feel like they're guilted to work with the advisor because he bought them dinner or whatever. Don't feel like that. You know, that's just part of what they do to gather new clients. Right, so right. Just make sure it's it's a good fit for you and it'll potentially be a great relationship going down the road. Well, and so likability, obviously, I think we have, I would say that and trust kind of can work together as far as a gut reaction. They, yeah. That's something yeah. that we have initial, as humans, we just kind of go okay i get a gut feeling on that but, but again the trust can the yeah, trust the, can be it can it can the trust you may have that because of maybe your parents worked with this advisor maybe your friend works with this advisor well, and it's a, it's a referral basis so you may have that trust because of that but to me trust comes down to integrity you know it, do they do what they say when you're in meetings with them do they tell you exactly what they're going to do for the next meeting and do they do that do they come through with that that's integrity that's where trust is built okay and so i think that's what you you have to look for and make sure that they do what they say and aren't coming back and apologizing to you all the time about things that they forgot or whatever you know it's just that, right. uh, it's it's something i mean they they should be a professional they should do a great job and you should have that trust in them to be able to handle what they say they're going to accomplish. Well, you're listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, and we're discussing advisor characteristics, things to uh, consider when you're looking for a new advisor or maybe even with the advisor you already have. And just, you know, things to, to mull over to make sure that it's the right fit for you. Obviously, you know, likability, trust, we covered those. I think listening ability becomes very important, especially if this is, is an initial, maybe the initial consultation, because <laughs> you should be the one doing all the talking, not not you, the advisor, but you, the client. No, that's right. And I would say when I was an advisor early on, I wanted to talk all the time and, <laughs> you know, because I wanted to. I had to show people how smart I was and, you know, and basically just try to come across that way. But, but, you know, I've learned through the years that that's not the answer. The answer is listening to what the client is trying to accomplish, what they're needing to accomplish, and then use my knowledge, use my expertise and be able to answer those questions and solve that problem that they're having. So really listening and not just having in the back of your mind something you know i think i think this is where the conflict comes is is because the advisor a lot of times is thinking about well i need to sell something okay and when i was a broker that's what i was thinking about is i need to sell something to this client that's not the ideal situation okay 
the ideal situation is you present your problems. The advisor can look at all types of different situations and help you. And they don't get paid more to do one thing or another. And that's a crucial part of that relationship that you need to have with a financial advisor. I think everyone should use a registered investment advisor. That way you're paying them by the hour for their time or or they're charging a percentage of assets under management. So the more your account grows, the more they get paid. It works great. If you lose money, they lose income as well. So it works it works great that way and it's a good, you know, win-win situation for both instead of just the advisor trying to sell. And if they're on a commission basis, it can be easy for that advisor to just be trying to sell something, selling the life insurance, selling the long-term care, selling this mutual fund or annuity or whatever. They're just, you've got to be careful about that and make sure that that the advisor's listening and able to handle your situation and solve that problem. Yeah, I mean, there's the different ways we've covered here on the show. We'll do it again, I'm sure. The advisors do get paid. You're kind of referring to the transactional type of advisor right, where every right. time you hear from them, it's because they're trying to move something which they make a commission mm-hmm. off of. Uh, of right. course, you are a registered investment advisor, so obviously that is the formula, the model that you've gone with, which makes right. a lot of sense. So you mentioned that, so let's move into area of expertise then. So we'll kind of touch on that. So there's a couple of ways that advisors Advisors get paid, which you just mentioned, but there's also some specialities, if you will, to advisors. Right. And a lot of people have designations after their name. Okay. (laughs) You can fill up a business card with them. Yes, you can. And, you know, it's super easy. Well, it's not super easy, but (laughs) it's fairly easy to get into this business as an advisor. You know, you don't really even have to have a college degree or anything. It helps, but you don't have to. Well, it actually didn't even exist before that long ago. So I know yeah, some advisors, yeah. especially older well, advisors, who that program wasn't even in college when they went to school. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, it's not that you have to jump through a lot of hoops or, you know, know a lot to get into the business. And so anybody, I guess, can get into this business if they wanted to, okay, with that. But a lot of times people will throw designations after their name and they'll study and take the exams and, and you know, they'll know a lot because of that. All right. And, and that's good. I'm not saying anything bad about that, but one thing that is a well-known designation is like certified financial planner. Okay. CFP. And so the problem that I have with that designation, it's a great designation and people know what they're doing with financial planning there. But a lot of times a CFP will represent themselves as a good investment advisor as well. Okay. And they want to handle the investments and all. And, and the CFP doesn't talk a lot about that and doesn't teach people a lot about that. It does some, but it's not a lot about the investing side of it. And so a CFP, I think, should stick with financial planning and just do that <laughs> instead of, you know, representing themselves as being the best at everything that's out there. And that's what you're going to find, I think, in this industry is that advisors a lot of times tend to represent themselves as the best out there. And that's, I think, one thing that people experience with us is when they come in, we don't have to have anybody as a client. And so we're not looking for that. We're just looking to see if we can help. So I don't sell insurance. I don't sell annuities. I don't do those things. And so it just is an open conversation where we can help people and give advice. And we do financial planning, we do investments, and we help people just get what they need in that category. And whether it's working with us or whether it's working with other people out there, I think that's the crucial part and it helps me as an advisor be more of an expert for my client. Right. And I think that's the great point there is that having that 
experience behind you is certainly, you know, key. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think we did anyway. But <laughs> with the market being the way that it's been, right, it's been this uh, mm-hmm. this bull market for nine years, basically, going right. on it. There are actually some advisors who have been an advisor, and all they know is an up market. Is a bull market, yeah. 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 A lot so of they investors, that's all they know. True. So um, they don't really understand or, or have that experience to work, you know, also in the the leaner year. So I think expertise, uh, whether it's the accumulation phase or the preservation phase, because there's a big difference, right, between those two. Yes, it's exactly. much easier. Um, a lot of us are DIYers when it comes to accumulating our wealth, and because uh, it's a little bit easier, I would say. And then, of course, when you get to the retirement age and the retirement stage, you move to distribution and preservation, and that's just a whole different animal. So likability trust, listening ability, area of expertise, all really important when it comes to advisor characteristics that you want to consider or talk about, or you know, at least have that discussion with your spouse and, and have that discussion with your advisor to make sure that's the right fit for you. And as Nathan said, it's something that as a registered investment advisor, he obviously does and takes uh, very seriously, has a very big passion for that. So if you'd like to reach out to Nathan, it's 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH is the number to call. Again, 855 855- one coach you're listening to the financial answer we'll be back in just a moment with a couple quick emails before we sign off for today don't go anywhere you've got questions we've got answers this is the financial answer with nathan o'brien well you're back here with us on the financial answer mark kelly alongside nathan o'brien your investor coach here in west tennessee and uh, I'm still thinking about the soup we talked about at the beginning of the program. So <laughs> I'm going to have Nathan take me to lunch or something here because that's right. <laughs> we're getting giggly in between the sets here. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll there you go. Thing. So if you'd like to reach out to Nathan, folks, make sure you give him a call. 855-51-COACH. What happens when you call? Well, leave your contact information. The team will get right back with you and just schedule a time for you to come in and have a conversation about whatever it is that you need to have a conversation with Nathan about. And make sure that you're headed in the right financial direction for what's best for your situation. 855 855- 551 coach 855 coach we're going to dive into the mailbag and take some questions from around the area and if you'd like to submit a question you could do a couple of things you could go to the website investorcoach.net that is investorcoach.net and send yourself an email in and of course we'll read from time to time we'll read them on the air and if you would like it not read then don't worry about it you can just put that in the email we won't do it you could also like his facebook page and send him a message there as well o'brien and associates is on Facebook there, O'Brien and Associates. All right, our first one is from Charlie in Huntington. And Charlie says, Hey, Nathan, it seems kind of counterintuitive for me to move out of a house that I paid off 10 years ago, but I'm retiring next month and I'm really considering renting a townhome instead, so I just don't have all the stuff to deal with, maintenance, repairs, so on and so forth. Yeah. Do you think that could be a dumb move for me? You know, there's a lot of things that can affect that, but good question, Charlie. I see a lot of people doing this just because it, it is a lot less maintenance, a lot less worry, upkeep, a lot of a lot of things you just don't have to worry about when you're renting. But I think the ultimate question that you need to consider is how does it affect your income? How's it going to affect that income plan going into retirement and and how's, you know, what's it going to cost you? Yeah. Because you're going from no house payment to having a rent payment every month. Now, a solution to that may be that you take, you know, the proceeds from the sale of the house and invest that and use that to pay for the rent. And, and you know, if you're 
if your house is selling for 250 or more, then you could easily afford rent off of the interest you make from that. But, you know, if you're selling your house for 100000 it's going to be hard to supplement and or pay that entire rent off of that. But you can you can supplement that rent payment from it. So good question. And just make sure that you talk to your advisor. Make sure you consider all the different options and how it's going to affect your, your financial plan before you do that transition. It's a great time to sell, great market out there. So it may work out really good for you, Charlie. Uh, yeah, thanks for the question. Yeah, absolutely. And just to kind of be clear here, he doesn't mention selling, by the way. So he says he's just going to be renting the townhome. So he may be considering just yeah. renting that home. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't, so, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So yeah, he may... Uh, he may can rent that house and and cover the rent uh, for his townhome. So right. That, that may be. But that opens up another an can of worms, well. right? But there's another right. whole can of worms there, Charlie. Make sure you're if you're going to use a property management company, then make sure that you're factoring their fees into right. it. And, yeah, there can be a lot. Uh, of or if you're going to do it, cost. you know, then when the roof flies off, you can, you know you got to handle it. But you'd have to handle it if you live there as a homeowner anyway. So just things to consider, Charlie. Make sure that as Nathan said that you talk with your financial professional before you do take any action. And if you'd like to talk with Nathan specifically, give him a call, 855-51-COACH. And I would uh, really, oh, sure. really consider talking him out of it if that's the only rental property he has. <laughs> True. So, rental property is tough. It's, I it mean, can be. Yeah. People, I think, really, they gravitate towards it. I think we mm-hmm. see a lot of these TV shows, and it looks pretty kind of cool and sexy sometimes to yeah. have these properties. <laughs> but there are a lot of work to it. So there is, you yeah. got to make sure it's the right thing for you. Because if you're not using a property management team, you know, do you really want to be the one getting a call at you know midnight when the heat goes out because right. inevitably Murphy's going to strike and the heat's going to go out <laughs> on the coldest night of the year right this is the way it goes <laughs> so right. yeah yep. so lots of things to consider in there Charlie uh, we got another one here for you Nathan from Miss okay. Sally and she's okay. in Jackson okay. and she says I get confused about this I hope I'm not sounding dumb but are fees and commissions the same thing in your financial world, or are they different? Ah, great question, Sally. I talked about this a little bit earlier, but they are absolutely different. Okay, so a fee is going to be a percentage of your account. So let's say if an advisor's fee is 1%, then if you have a $100,000 account, the advisor makes $1,000 to manage that account for you, to manage those investments for you. A commission is a little different okay so what happens with the commission is it can be you know pretty much any range typically they're 5.75 percent or less on mutual funds okay so the advisor will receive that commission when they sell you the mutual fund so if you have a hundred thousand dollars and for example the commission is 5.75 percent then the advisor will receive five thousand seven hundred fifty dollars to sell you that mutual fund you start out the account with a little less than ninety five thousand dollars in that case and so the idea the reason that we use fees instead of commissions is simply because my incentive is for you to grow your account okay if i'm on fee and if the fee is one percent if i grow your account from a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand well you're happy and i'm happy because now i make a little more on your account if I lose money in your account from a hundred thousand down to fifty thousand, well, you're unhappy about that, and so am I. My income is kind of tied to how your performance is on the account or how your account does over time. Where a commission sale, once the advisor makes the sale, they don't really, you know, necessarily their their income's not really tied to whether that does good or not. Okay, so a lot of times what happens is people buy a bad mutual fund, they pay the commission on that, and 
three months later, it's lost a lot of money. So they go back in, talk to the advisor, and the advisor's like, yeah, we'll get you out of that. It hasn't done too well, so let's move you over to this. So they get another commission when they move you over to that. And it's just a, a transaction-oriented business, and you need to know how your advisor gets paid. If you want that type of relationship, that's fine. Okay. That's for you to decide as the investor and Sally, it's fine, whichever way you choose on that, but make sure you understand how the advisor gets paid because that can really have a negative effect. If there's a lot of transactions that are happening, it can have a major negative effect on your portfolio and how it performs over time. So yes, there's a huge difference in fees and commissions, Make sure that your advisor is working in a way that you are comfortable with, that you understand, and that you're happy with over time. Well, great question, Sally. We certainly appreciate you sending it into the show. And, you know, all of these things are very important things to consider when you're talking to the financial advisor. When you're just trying to get some information, a great resource, obviously, is the financial answer. That's why we're here every week on the radio program. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to Nathan and talk with him about your specific situation, you can do so a couple of ways. You can go ahead and call 855. 51 coach 855-51 coach get yourself on the appointment calendar come in and talk about your unique specific financial situation and work with Nathan towards that goal that he just spoke about. You can also request a retirement rescue toolkit and you can do that a couple of ways. To get that retirement rescue toolkit, text the word retire to 555-888. 555-888 is where you text and you send the word retire. Fill out the little uh, form that pops up, super simple information there and they will get that right out to you. You can also call the number if you'd like 855-51-COACH and request the toolkit as well. And there's a lot of good tools and resources in the toolkit, right, Nathan? There's uh, yeah, I don't know, probably yeah. seven or eight things in there. Yeah, we've got a lot of different things in there. And some of the most popular things are the investor awareness guide. It just talks about some things you need to watch out for with investing, some things you need to avoid, and then also some things that you need to make sure that you're following with investing. So that's a really popular thing that people talk about quite a bit. And then also we've got a book on a book called Main Street Money, and we're talking about some things with investing there. And it's a great book uh, for people to read. So a lot of fun stuff in there, a lot of great things. We've got some fun things in there as well that people always like. And and so, yeah, if you want to get a copy of that, you can call our office at 855-51-COACH. Let us know and, and we'll... Uh, We'll send you that toolkit out. It is a box of, of goodies, as we like to say. So there's yeah. a lot of good stuff in there. So that can be really beneficial towards your retirement and towards your financial plan. And so uh, if you'd like that, just give us a call. We'll send it to you. All right. Well, we certainly appreciate your time today on the program, Nathan, as always, yeah. as well as everyone out there listening. And uh, we did have one more email question, but I'll, I'll make it real short and sweet. They just okay. said, what about the classes? I haven't heard about that lately. And I think you're just off for the holidays. Am, am we I, are. Yeah. yeah. We're probably going to not offer any classes again until the first of the year so much going on uh, oh, November yeah. and December yeah. and you know even toward the end of October here so just a lot going on we're going to take a little break and we'll get started we'll get ramped up again back at the first of the year and and uh, get these classes going again so All if right, you want to if you want to get on the list for that, just give us a call. We'll be glad to get you on the list and make sure that we send you invitations to that as well. All right. Well, I got your question in after all, Lucy. So there you go if you're listening. <laughs> we'll certainly make sure that you tune in each and every week for more here on The Financial Answer. We try to offer basically an extenuation of the education that Nathan and his team tries to provide when you come in and sit down and chat with him about your financial and retirement situation. He is a registered investment advisor with more than 15 years in the industry. Reach out to him at 855 855- 
855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. And Nathan, with that, thanks for being here, and we'll talk again next week, bud. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Mark. Good show. Good show as well. Folks, we'll talk to you next time right here on The Financial Answer. Bye-bye.